All right, here we go. much for your patience. Like I said, it's raining and pouring. Just had some things going on here, but nothing's going to stop the show. And I really wanted to get into this because I see it's necessary. Let me just say, rest in peace, Michael Hamer. For those who didn't know, our brother transitioned, I would say, in the middle of last week. I don't know the exact day, but I got the news. And I want to say I want to speak about a brother that I never spoke about. Uh, grew up with him, and he ended up being a corrections captain on Rikers Island. The nicest guy you ever want to know, but at the same time, you don't want to mess with him. Brother's name is Devin Johnson. Devin Johnson. He passed away, I would say, it's been so long, I think 2016, 2017, around in there. And he had a brain tumor that they couldn't do anything with. He was a brother that we had a unique positioning. And if you hear noise in the background, that's the rain coming down, which is a good thing because it runs things away. But we have a unique positioning because his grandfather went to school in Jamaica with my father. His grandfather went to school in Jamaica with my father. And when they moved on to the block, and I'm saying all this for a reason because of lineage purposes, there's just so much that goes on that as far as the six degrees of separation, but this was no degrees of separation. One day, my father was outside watering the plants, and he looked across the street, and he saw the man sitting on the steps, and they started to talk, and they realized, I mean, they immediately realized that after two or three minutes that they went to school in Jamaica, and they were classmates from, I believe it was like 1924, 25, 26, and then for a couple of years, coming up into the 30s, and they grew up in the same area. How about that? And that's before Facebook. That's before social media. That's the real connection. And so our families have been close coming down. The lineage has been good. And I want to just say about Devin, 
that he was a very disciplined man. He did not take any shit from anybody. He was very fair, but he wasn't with the little shadowy roaches that gossip and whisper and try to bring you down. That's why I made the topic of this show, the title of this show, Avoid Toxic Black People and Trash Culture If You Desire Peace of Mind and Success. Well, some people would say, oh, well, well what about all people? They have to- yes, they do. They have toxic people in every race, all over the place. Yes, they do. But there's something about the way black people do it. There's something about the way they carry out their mission of toxicity and trash culture, because they usually when they're toxic, they love trash culture. And first of all, let me just say on the banner, I wanted to have a certain fear with the people that I put there. By no means do I mean to throw off on black women only. Okay, let's get that straight. That's just the way it ended up. I wanted to have a kind of gossipy feel. Not that I'm throwing off this. These could be the sweetest people in the world. But it just looks like after you walk away from these types, right? And if you really know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. They're going to talk about you. Girl, look at her over there with that brand new car. See the one on the right there? Who she thinks she is? She don't know. I, I, I know she's screwing around with a, with a married man, but that's all she did coming up, right? So we're intuitive people. It may be wrong, but this is just an illustration, right, to prove the point, to give you a visual of something to look at, right? And I can say something about the ones on the left, but I do not think this way about my sisters until proven guilty. I am speaking about the toxic black people, not all black people. But to me, it just seems as though the numbers and percentages are going up. It seems as though more and more as the years go by in my short life, although I've been here 60 years and it seems like a long time for somebody who's 20 years old, no. It's just a drop in the bucket when you compare it to eternity. But what I'm saying is that it just seems that let's just pick a number. And I'm going to ask everybody, right, here who understands black people, and I'm going to say more so those from America, because we're the trendsetters all over the world. We have black African people all over the world, and some of them are like that too, here in Ghana, where I live in West Africa, all over the world. But I'm going to focus on those who are from where I'm from, where I lived 57 and a half years, to say, hey, these are black people from America. What is the percentage of black people in America, right, who are basically grown? I'm not talking about some 12-year-old who gossips or whatever or, or who seems to be toxic because they could change, possibly, if they have a support structure of toxicity in their DNA-sharing family bloodline, then pretty much they're doomed. Because if you have a dumb parent or dumb parents, you're going to pretty much have dumb children. And what I mean by that, I'm not saying that on an intellectual level. I'm talking about their, their ingrained ways that they pick up that they're going to have to purposely break. So it doesn't mean a child is stupid. I'm not saying that. But we can be dumb because of the company we keep. And you have to look at people and the company they keep. If they, if they hang around gossipy people, if they hang around people who are not worried about being non-productive, but they want to be all up in your business, then guess what? If they, if, they have a, if they have a yearning and a need to have this kind of dedication to these low vibrational people, well, chances are you have one in your midst. That's just the, just the way it is. You have one in your midst right there. And for me right now, and the purpose of me saying this is that, and having this actual program with this title, is that you don't want to waste your time with these people 
who have no plan to go anywhere or don't have any sense of urgency. Any time spent away from these type of people, you will learn that you'll be at your most productive. You'll say, wait a second. Really and truly, what, what was I getting from these people being around me? They're only holding me down. They're holding me back. It's like running down in a race with a knapsack and you got a 100-pound weight in your back and you're trying to win the race. And oftentimes, with your talents and abilities, you're so smart and you're so driven, you still win. But it would have been a lot easier if you didn't have these spirits around you. So you have to ignore them. You have to keep away from them. You can't give them no time, right? So trash culture. I was speaking to a Ghanaian young lady earlier today, and she was basically saying that, well, I understand what you say, Lance, but maybe I'm a little guilty of it, too, that thinking America is the epitome. America is the best. They have the best of everything. I said, well, in many ways they do, but it's tainted. Well, let me not forget the question. What percentage of black people, grown black people, are toxic? Is it 2%? I don't think you'll agree with that. Is it 50%? Maybe. Is it 85%? Is it 90-something percent? And I don't mean where they have to be extremely toxic for you to be able to say this about them. They can have their ways. That's still toxicity, right? A little bit, little bit goes a long way. That's like having a little bit of cancer. No, you don't want any cancer, right? And if you're underage, you don't want to be a little bit pregnant because a little bit pregnant and pregnant is the same thing. Either you have it or you don't. But for those who have it, how many are toxic percentage-wise? Throw some numbers if you're listening to this as a video and you didn't see it live. And if you see it live, put it in the chat room, if you so dare. <laughs> Let's play around with this one and see how we can do, right? But the bottom line, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at the chat room right now. I don't mean to ignore anyone. Um, let me see here. We got Black Mama, Black Mama. Yes. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your support. And that goes for everybody. Um, how do we pronounce the name? Senjay? Is the W uh, uh, silent? I'm learning here today. Welcome on in. Kate Levy, Indigo King, 1111. Always. Al Voca. Yes. You know, when I see your name, now I know they probably te tease you about it and say Al Roca. You know, the newscaster guy, right? But peace and blessings to you. Sister Ayala, looking beautiful as ever. Yes. Mary Okafor. Yes. Welcome, Synovia, Sister Synovia, Reese, Kwame, and Chanel Woods. Did I miss anybody? Did I miss anybody? No. After this point, if somebody comes in and I didn't acknowledge, but Chanel Woods says 85%, Reese says 35%. Reese, you might not be living around a bunch of black people if you say a number that low. I'm sorry, I got to say it. I'm not putting you down. I'm just playing with you, right? <laughs> we got to take those things into consideration. If a person lived in Maine, um, the um, whitest state in America, they might say a really low number. So that, that's what it is. But if you're around people, right, let me just see. Um, okay, let me read this out before I go on in. Because look, look for these shows that are always going in. From starting from tomorrow, Wednesday, I'm trying to step on toes with truth. I'm trying to insult people with truth. I'm, I'm trying to run them away from me with truth, and I'm not going to hold back. Now, why am I getting a phone call from inside the house? Hold on. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hello? Oh, the gate? 
Which gate? On the inside? Okay. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Because, you know, I'm doing a live show, and and they're down there doing the work, but I can't keep interrupting myself. My people here are more important than anything else. I'm trying to get a point here. Kofi Farrow, I see you. Welcome on in, brother. Okay. This is what we're going to do. We're going to continue with this unscathed. I got a lot going on over here. It was rain. It's raining hard still now. That's no problem. You might hear it in the background. But like I said, see, and let me finish with my brother Devin. I'm all over the place today. Sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm driven. I'm aggressive. I'm focused, but my wheels are spinning because every day that the Creator blesses me with, I have to get stuff done. I have enough time after I transition, right, to rest or do whatever it is uh, post-transitional people do in the spirit world, right? Because I have to admit that when someone close to me passes on that had so much to offer the world, it, it Fs me up. It bothers me. It's like, whoa, we could have got one more interview. We could have got one more thing that could have helped somebody see something better. So I'm not saying I know everything, but what little I know, I'm trying to scrape the plate and leave the plate clean before I leave this, this world. And just like Pastor Miles Monroe said, who I had the opportunity to meet, not, I didn't shake his hand. I was maybe like about three or four rows back when he spoke, but I had to go to where he was speaking. And I believe it was at the juvenile detention center where he was speaking to a lot of youth, but he had people coming from the outside. And I think he wrote 69 books, right? And out of all the pastors that I know, he was the dopest and the realest. Google him, Miles Monroe, Miles spelled M-Y-L-E-S. And just listen to the practical things he says. Practical. We were not even talking religion. We're talking practicality. I'll just say he was the coolest ass pastor in the whole world. And it was no compromise, right? But he said, when you die, you want to die empty. Do y'all have mustard, ketchup, or relish on your cupboards, and when it gets halfway, do you throw it out? Do you buy toothpaste and use one-tenth of the toothpaste and then throw it out? Y'all don't do that, right? So why do some people throw away their lives and they haven't tapped into their own potential and they wasted it? They wasted it with 95% of what was in them that was supposed to get out. Now, if you're in the process of, of, of getting these things out of you, right, working on things, developing yourself, trying to manifest your talents with a sense of urgency. Now, I'm not saying you're fanatical and don't get any sleep, don't get any food. Yes, you can get that way sometimes because when you see what's truly inside of you as far as the seeds of greatness, it, it drives me crazy. And it drives me crazy to see people who have, who have such potential and see the greatness on the inside, and they're sitting on their ass, and all they can do is peep at you, watch you, and do nothing with their own damn lives. I hate it. So, like I said, you don't throw ketchup away halfway. You don't throw toothpaste away halfway, right? So why are people sitting around, toxic, not looking to do anything with their own life, but they sit there watch you every day? Get out of my way. So now it's not a matter of pushing them away, running them away. I'm going to kick them away next time. Do not get in my way. Because every single day that goes by, I see I'm closer to the transition. And my relationship with my creator has nothing to do with anybody around me. I have to do what I have to do and follow my instructions. And that's what's told to me every single day. All the great people that are transitioning and these bums are still alive. Ain't that something? The good ones go and, 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 and the low vibrational people who ain't got nothing to do except be all up in your business, trying to meddle in your household, those are the ones who live on. 
right? And then you get talked about bad because you got something you want to do, and they mad at you because they got no, no drive to do anything. Trash culture. So if you look at the illustrations here in the, in the light of what I said, look at them. I'm not saying that. They might be the most beautiful people in the world, but we know all of them little porch people. And white folks, when they used to call us porch monkeys, I hate to say it, but for some of us, it's true. Because we can live anywhere in the, and we're on the porch. Just watching, just watching, just look. For what? I'm to the point now, every time I see that this week, I'm going to just throw the finger up. Hi, how you doing? Throw the middle finger up. You ain't getting in my way. Because that's what they do. And if they can't come to you, they will come around to others in your household to extract news and drop poison to cause dissension where you are. So if anybody's around you who is a DNA sharer, a spouse, a lover, or whatever, Y'all do some weird things. I don't know what titles to call some of these people around you. You're going to have to cut them off. Cut them off in a way where you understand that you have your path. It's just like a bus route. You go to any city in America or any city anywhere where you have a major bus depot, you might have 10 buses, 25 buses, 30 buses that go to that depot. Some are going east, some are going west, some are going north, some are going south. And for a while, let's just say 25% are going east. 25% of those bus routes that don't end up at the same final destination for a time, it overlaps. The path overlaps before it turns off this way. It may go miles where they both overlap. So there's some buses that you can take it no matter what the number is, as long as it's going, if you're not going too far on that route. But if you're going far to the end, you've got to take that one specific bus. How many people in your life are going to be there far to the end. You see what I mean? Your mama's going to be your mama. Your father's going to be your father. But you pick somebody to marry, they may find somebody else. They may not want to be with you. And they're gone. So if you find them to be toxic, understand, well, we need to start parting from now. Because we're not going to the same place. Y'all want to run with these deadbeat-ass people? We ain't going to the same place. So silently within yourself, don't make any arguments. Begin to detach. Begin to detach because it's not a one-day process unless it's somebody that's not attached to you and you say, listen, keep the F away from me and then we good. Then you're not going to get in my way. But, but back to my brother, Devin. He was made fun of a lot. Stupid reasons. Stupid reasons. I won't even say why. <laughs> right? Physical traits and different things. So he got into bodybuilding, got the good discipline. He never competed but he ran with me for a time. And so I know him very well. So you know how life is. You have people that you know and you love, and eventually sometimes you just don't have contact with them no more. You say, how does this happen? Because life takes over. You have children, you get married, you move away, you get a job, you work a lot of hours, you may move away somewhere else, whatever, and you don't have any hate in your heart. It's just that life took you apart, like that bus route, Right? So sometimes when you come back around on the bus route on a return trip, you can run into that same bus again, and then you keep in contact. That's the way it is. But with him, he went on. He had little jobs and stuff, but he went on into corrections at Rikers Island. And it wasn't long that he rose up in the ranks, and he made a name for himself. He was very fair, but he did not take any crap. He's not here with us anymore. Like I said, maybe six, seven years ago, he passed away with a brain tumor. Um, the family got back in contact with me and what hurt me, I was driving the bus at the time 
And they said, listen, one person in the family said, hey, listen, you know, he's on his way out. He want, let, let him hear your voice. We know he can hear you. His brain is still fully functioning, but his body just wasn't really responding so much. And other people said in the family, well, and they got it at different points, he can talk a little bit now, right? So I was so hurt. When I finished work, they were up in New York. I'm down in Florida at the time. I called them and they told me that he transitioned. So we don't know how important it is to keep in contact with our loved ones and keep in contact with those who motivate us. And even though we hadn't talked for years and years, but I knew through family and friends how well he was doing, and it made me feel good. It inspired me. And here I am knowing him personally and didn't get a chance because so he worked some crazy hours. I worked some crazy hours. And to be honest, these people that are like this in your life that you know and love sometimes are not always the first and foremost people in your mind to contact. And then when they transition, you say, damn, something told me. So I'm saying that to you right now. Get rid of the toxic people in your life who love the trash culture and reach out to the ones in your life who you know are the ones that are going to keep you motivated, who you know that you can invest your love, your time, even your finances if they happen to be downtrodden at the time, but you know them to be able to rise above, and that's an investment. Not an investment where, oh, give me back the money, but an investment from your heart to theirs that you got them back on their feet. I'm not saying it was like that with me and him, but there are certain people who have invested in me here on this platform, over and above, like, whoa. You're doing way more than other people who talk it and don't do nothing, right? So it'll come back to you not always in the form of money. It may come back to you in the form of enthusiasm when you're going through a rough time. You can't get that from these toxic black people who love trash culture. What can they do for you? Except absorb your information and they will rehash it with somebody else, and that's your fault. That's your fault. You can't get mad at them because this is what they're putting on this earth to do. Like I heard one time at a church long ago when I was a little boy, the devil is a good thing. I'm like, you know, I, I looked up like, what the heck? He's supposed to be talking bad about the devil. Now we're saying symbolic devil, meaning bad energy, bad spirits, bad motivations. We know exactly what that is, but we're talking Christian talk now. The devil is a good thing. Said, Let me hear this pastor must be drunk or something. <laughs> I looked at my mother, and she looked at me like, okay. She smirked because she knew how I was thinking, right? The devil's a good thing because it keeps you on your toes. The devil's a good thing because it keeps you sharp. You're always looking around that corner for a devil, and there's always a devil there. So every time before you leave the house, huh, you better know that the devil's out there waiting for you, and you better be on your P's and Q's. The devil's a good thing because he helps to keep you better. I was like, whoa. Now, I'm not saying go run to the church, whatever have you. We know what that is. Religion, all that stuff is for control. But we got some jokers out here who they make a point. You got to be able to take the good and leave the bad or take the good. And if you don't want to say it's bad, leave the part that doesn't help you. You don't go to a Golden Corral, which for people outside of America, that's an all-you-can-eat restaurant. So they have slabs of food, different dishes, all kinds of meats, all kinds of starches, all kinds of fruits, all kinds of dessert. You lose your mind in that place if you are gluttonous, right? So you go in there and you choose what you want. Some people go, right, and they go stack up all kind of chicken. Damn, he's gonna be constipated for a while. He's gonna be. Don't bring him inside your house and go in your bathroom and blow your bathroom up. 
just one perpetual fart. It's a fart that never stops when you eat like that. Slows down a little bit. Sound a bit different. Yo, let's let's talk outside. We we don't need to uh, because <laughs> it's those oil based farts. They stay there for like five hours. That's when you know somebody's toxic. They farted in your house five hours ago. You leave and go shopping at the mall. You come back. They drop you off. You come back and smell the same fart. Oh God. But what I'm trying to say is that you can choose what you want to consume. You can choose to say, hey, I'm going to have a little piece of lean turkey, but I'm going to have a lot of vegetables and a lot of fruits with this, but I'm going to really enjoy this piece of turkey. So there's ways of, 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 of executing how you eat and what you put in your body, but you have the same choice with these people who are toxic, but you don't realize that. You feel as though there's some uh, allegiance to them, and it will make you feel that way. Because, see, they see the rise in you. They see you going places. They see you got great things inside of you, not realizing they have great things inside of them that are becoming stagnant, and they're going to have to cash them chips in one day. And I ain't talking about no Christian way. I'm just saying when they go to that next level, the question will be asked of them, what the hell did you do? All these talents and abilities I gave to you, what the hell did you do with it? Right? And people say, you know, they had these near-death experiences. I don't know if it's true or not. But they say, oh, I, my, my life flashed in front of me every single moment. That must have been like a whole, a whole lifetime flash or it really flashed fast. And I began to think about that. I said, whoa, how about when you look at a DVD and you put fast forward? I don't even have a DVD. I think I have one somewhere in here. I haven't used it in a long time. And you push fast forward and they got a super fast forward. And everything, you can see every moment of that DVD. Now, it may be two hours long, but it's the same concept. There's some part of our essence, some part of our brain. There's something physical that, 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 that is connected to the spiritual. So you can't lie. You see what I mean? And I made the joke one time. I said, yeah, if Judgment Day was the same as the Judgment Day that most Christians say, because, you know, you have 250-something Two hundred and fifty something different sects of Christianity. S E C T S. Get your mind out the gutter. Although in the Christian church, there's more sex going on in there than the outside world. That's why a lot of people like to be in there. Dudes sitting in the back, man. Look at them panty lines, man. She got a tight dress on. I know. I was like that looking. <laughs> Things catching your eye. You should be thinking about the Lord, but you think about them loins. But um, <clears throat> these things flash ahead of you. And I used to say the joke that when I get to that point, right, that if there is a judgment day and a long line, I have done so much dirt in my, not criminal dirt, not that's stealing and hurting people, but the carnal stuff, you know, the girlfriends and stuff. I said, listen, unless I'm at a point where I know I'm going to hit the pearly gates, when I'm in line, that long line, I'm going to still be like, yo, to the dude behind me, like, yo, yo you want to go up? Going up, man. Going up. I'm not going up to the here, here. Tell y'all, listen, y'all can jump the line if you want. <laughs> that way I never gonna face no judgment. Right? But that's just a joke. But the bottom line is there's something to that. And we have to have accountability for what we do in this lifetime. And that means you don't have to be nice to these people who are toxic to you. Even if they're nice to you and cook dinner for you and get around, if they're toxic within themselves, that stuff rubs off on you. If I go and hang around in a big dumpster, one of them big construction dumpsters where they're ripping out the building and fixing it up, well, 
There's not a lot of regular garbage in it that's stinking. There's a lot of sheetrock and nails and warboards. But then sometimes people walk by and throw junk in there. You know, it's a big open container. They throw little things of food they finish eating out of. So what I'm saying is that if I was to jump in there and hang out for a while, wouldn't I come out stinking? If I was in a, in a funky, dirty, musty, stagnant trash can and hung out there all the time, I can think that I'm very nice, but I'm very toxic to the people around me, and I'm not going to do them any good. So what's the point? You understand? So if you hear a little noise, a little banging in the background, that's me. Let me see. I don't understand this guy. Hold on, y'all. Hello? 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 I'm so pissed I'm not even muting myself. Ah. <laughs> uh, He's going to have to come upstairs. Let me just tell him. Hold on one second. Let me put this music on real quick, and I'll come back. I will not lose my flow, but I cannot run down those steps every minute. Are you going to take care? Okay, yeah, he just called me. All right. Thank you. Yeah, he's calling me again, so just see what it is. All right. Yeah. Um, Just being in that funky, dirty garbage can, you're going to come out stinking. You could even be a plastic bag with some really good food in there that you have to deliver to somebody. And the trash and the funky, dirty garbage juice may have touched the plastic bag and the food is still good inside, but the person you're delivering that food to ain't going to want to take it because it came out the trash can and it stinks like trash. How many times have we have passed this judgment or we heard somebody say this about us that, you know, I really didn't know that you were such a good person because you were always hanging around those folks over there. And them folks over there don't have no good reputation at all. They're straight up gossips. They enter people's business. They bring business. They cause confusion wherever they go, but they try to act so innocent. So I thought you were that way. When you think about your reputation, right? You got to think about those things too. Although you know you're like that good food in the plastic bag that was in the garbage can, you still have to worry, not worry where it's tearing your brains out, because I'm not saying avoid people. You can't greet them or you see them for a little while, you know, two or three minutes. Hi, how you doing? What's going on? How, how's a little, little so-and-so? And how's your grand? Is she okay? She was in the hospital the other day, right? You know, you can do those things. But to go plop your ass on the porch with them and spend the whole day, I don't have nothing in common with those kind of people. Oh, you, you think you better now. No, I'm trying to do better. I cannot do better if I'm not striving for something and have no goals. Sometimes you, you have 100% of your energy to reach your goal for that day. Other times you feel like you're coming down with the flu. You might be on your period. I don't know about that, but I have to consider the ladies, right? And you might be 60%. Well, give 100% of that 60%. Don't just say, well, I'm feeling sick, and let these people come and devour a little bit of 60% that you have. When I used to do bodybuilding, I was a competitive bodybuilder for many years as a teenager and coming into my 20s. If I felt terrible, I had to figure out why. If I felt good, I had to figure out why. And this is the thing we don't do. We always, we always after the fact of feeling bad, trying to feel, feel good again and trying to figure out why. No, when you feel good, say, damn, everything's moving smooth. I'm aggressive on, on, on what it is I have to do. And in those days, it was the workout. Whatever projects I was doing or whatever job I did, I woke up, I ate the right food, I got the right amount of rest. Maybe I read a book or a chapter out of the book the night before to put me in a certain state of mind, even if chaos was going on around me. 
protect your mind. It's not just protect your body. We more worried about mothers coming out there taking out money or robbing us of money that can be replaced than being around toxic family members or a toxic spouse that keeps telling you what you can't do in an indirect way. So here you are trying to fill up the bucket of prosperity in your life, but they poking holes in it. Do you have money? Do you have money? You might not have what you ask for. Look, I'm moving forward because when you move forward and you're enthusiastic about something, everything will come. But you got to show yourself worthy to this universe, to this creator, wherever it comes from. Because I make things happen in my life, even when it seems like it's something that's impossible to do. I meditate on it, and I know I was put here for a purpose. And the one who put me here with the purpose, I'm like, yo, he ain't going to let me down. He or she ain't going to let me down. We're not putting attention to sex to it. But that supreme force, which basically is a female, you know, Christianity or the religions, they don't want to acknowledge that. Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But they have a faggot threesome. Oops, I said the F word. Where the woman at? Where the woman at? How did y'all give birth and it's just a bunch of men? You came out the anus? I didn't come out nobody anus. Because wherever you put the sperm, that's where the stuff has to come out. Ain't no life up in no man's anus. I know they're going to take this one down, so I'm glad I'm also on other platforms. <laughs> I slipped. That's a private conversation type stuff. But it's the truth. I'm not even scared of these people no more. And I was never scared of them. You got to say what you have to say. You got to cut through the cheese. Because I see how life is so precious. And I'm not wasting time with these, to and I say black, it's any race toxic, right? But I'm focusing on the way they dish it up. Because I don't go to China to eat soul food. I don't go to Italy to eat Mexican food. I don't go to Iceland to eat Jamaican food. But the way they cook it up for us, they do it in a special way. When you have your own black people, you, oh, there's going to be somebody in the comment, you should not say black. The Black's Law Dictionary it means nothing, and we've we got to stop you. Get the hell. You know exactly what I'm saying. You don't tell them folks that if you got arrested for robbing a bank, I am not black. Well, you uncheck that box. If they say reparations for black people, all these people running around here saying they ain't black, and they say black? And that's what you got to check. They'll be the first ones doing it because they're going to get that money. So shut up. Shut up. Stop the foolishness. We're rolling around in the dirt on foolish things. You don't see Irish people. No, don't say Irish. Uh, it's more Scottish than Irish. Get out of here. For the people who are on the bottom rung in society, I'm not saying mentally or spiritually, we are the highest of the high, but we don't activate that thing inside of us. And you have bums talking about manifest. What the hell are you manifesting? What the hell are you doing? See, I'm tired of it, and I'm cutting through it, and I'm purposely going to step on toes, and I'm purposely going to have people pissed off. Y'all know I got it in me. I'm always polite. Yes, welcome to last Christian. I don't care no more. I'm going to do what I got to do. And if folks, look, unsubscribe. YouTube already jacking up my channel anyway. I mean, I'm other places too. That's not even a bother for me anymore. I got to do, sometimes you got to do what you got to do and face the things you have to face on the inside and on the outside. And you have to push back. Like when you're in a crowd, like, hey, back up, leave me some room. I can't even breathe. Back up. See? But that's how it is, though. And we talk about trash culture. The young lady I was speaking to this morning, she was like, oh, you know, I hear what you say, but, you know, I I'm guilty of this also. And I say, I can understand that. 
But you don't you haven't lived where I lived. You haven't been there. And, and look, living in America is like a family with 10 kids. And you go to the 10 kids and you say, for example, when they're all in their 20s and 30s, because 10 kids can't fit in one. There's always going to be one, you know, and you say, listen, how was your childhood? And one will say something glowing. Another child will say something kind of like bad. Now, maybe the oldest child, right, remembered the arguments of the parents, but that one who was born last when things were better has no recollection of it. For me at this particular age, it's a time thing, and I was always aware from single-digit ages because of what my parents put in me and how they hit me to what was going on. They didn't just come out. I was some super intelligent five-year-old in 1968, and they told me everything about how Malcolm X was shot, Robert Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, and the Cold War and the Vietnam War. I didn't know nothing about all of that. But they broke it down to me in baby pieces where I could understand it and I could run with it. Because as a child, once you learn a little piece of something, you get a little curious about the rest. So you look at the news and you can't understand everything. You read the newspapers, you can't understand, but you got a little more. Mama told me so-and-so, yeah, that's that word right there. Let me go in the dictionary. See, I was the person to go in the dictionary. I couldn't wait. My parents would sit me down and I had to learn two words a day and use them in sentences all day long from young, right? And I forgot of things, right? But this, doing all these videos and blogs and running everything, that, that, that's normal for me. I wasn't doing it back then. You didn't have it back then. But the, the process was something that, that's me. So it's no effort. Oh, I've got to hurry up. Oh, this is beat me down. I've got to keep up with somebody. First of all, what I do comes from the inside. This is why I want the air cleared, and we all should try to clear the air of these toxic entities who are smiling in your face, but they mean you no good. And this is why I've done so much house cleaning that I'm flying high. That I'm physically gone from that place, but I got to watch out for the ones here too. They're everywhere. And they will be attracted to you. This is the thing. They will be attracted to you. The very ones who are bums sitting on their backside, not wanting to do anything except talk about your life and act like they got something going on, but they're really watching you the whole time because they see your light. They see your enthusiasm. They see, the, they look at you and, and they see the future. Because of all the people I know, I know he's going to make it. I know he's going to. So they want to attach themselves to you, which is okay if they had the same spirit, but it's not okay because they want to attach themselves to you to watch you fall, to have some drama. Oh, see, it ain't perfect like I thought it was. Oh, let me. Shirley, you know what I heard? Well, that's a, that, that, that's a, that's a, that's a used up word in the black community for the toxic people. Heard heard a fat herd of people who say they heard heard that, that that has broken up more families that has broken up more relationships that has broken so many spirits because they want to get in there with something they heard and lots of times it's not even something they heard they have fabricated it and will tell you they heard this and blame it on some imaginary person this is why when they come to you with the i heard this okay let's go over to who who, who told you this Shelly told it to me. Okay, let's go to Shelly right now. No, 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 no. Because, see, they played telephone and they added some more in there. That's how black people do. That's how they do. See? And that's all stuff that's like, look, we ain't supposed to be eating a whole lot of sugar. 
are we going to sweeten our tea with it? We're going to put a little honey, a little brown sugar. I know. Per- perfection says no sugar, no salt. We need salt. We need, we need carbohydrates in our system, it's, you know, from a natural source. But we're going to do it. But that sugar that's sweetened your tea, that sugar that you sprinkled over your cereal, do you go take that sugar and go to your car? Well, let me go put a little sugar in here because it'll make the ride sweeter. You're going to destroy your engine. So what these people bring, again, like I said, they can be nice acting. They can be people in your family that deal with you a certain way. But it's just a matter of time before they bring that crap to you. Because when you start to rise up too high, that makes them feel that they're not doing enough, which they're not already. <laughs> Don't let what I do make you feel like you're doing enough. You should not feel like you're doing enough anyway. For me now, I'm going to have a stretch where I'm focusing on creating different platforms and different things, and I'm happy for that. I have waited, and I can't say I waited. I'm sorry. I can't say. It's just a figure of speech. But I have jockeyed for this time. I've been online for 22 and a half years. February makes 23 years. I have jockeyed and angled and tried my best, and I finally got it. I finally made it. Working two and three jobs, doing live shows three in the morning after driving all day, and even from when I was working in the jail, I wasn't doing no YouTube. I was writing and drawing, and I'm no different than anybody else. I'm no better than anybody else, but I'm just saying that you finally get that breakthrough. Do you think... I'm going to bring along with me. I don't mean physically out here to West Africa. Yes, I will inspire you if you want that. But mentally, being around these people who, some of them, you know real good, they send you porn all day. Four and five hundred different links. Is this all you do? Or send me celebrity gossip links all day, which there are some that I'm going to watch because there might be a story behind it or an angle with a lesson in it. Very seldom do I, you know, I don't care how many uh, male organs Kim Kardashian had in her mouth. That's for Kanye to worry about. Well, if he knew in the beginning, why did he get with her anyway? That's for you. Things happen. But my God, publicly like movies, different. But no, man, I don't want that on me. But what I'm saying is that you, you have to keep these things in perspective. And you have to know where your blip is on the radar screen. And they say um, very soon the FBI and Congress put out some information. I think it was like five or six days ago, and it went over most people's heads. It, it has been put out. I was going to do a show on it, and I said, you know what? That, that particular video I do, man, could just get 25 hits. Because <laughs> nobody that's corny. Who wants to hear that? Congress and FBI have have put out a statement where it's definitely going to happen in America with very soon. So if they put it out, they must know something that's going on. But black people don't want to hear stuff like that. They'll, they'll hear about some, some, some rapper, some female rapper who's going to be half naked at a local club. Girl, I want to go there and not know the danger that they're living in. And on the same time, you're not supposed to live in fear, but you're supposed to be aware of what's going on. I told you the story of the young lady. I'm going to say it real quick. Young girl about, at that time, if I was 15, she had to be about 14. She was the younger sister of a good family I grew up with, right? The mother was so determined. She was in church every single, I can't say every single day, but at least four days out the week. She was on fire for the Lord. And I love her very much, though. But I understand how she grew up, the mother and everything, and the influence that she had on the children from the South. And she was really poor. 
and she came up and she didn't have super education, but she did go to college and get a little basic degree. She was trying, but she still had the ingrained in, uh, ignorance inside of her, stuff that she didn't know. So she was very strict with the girls, right? Her children growing up. And they ended up being some of the wildest ones. One went to be a pastor, but all the other ones, you know, no, I can't say. Um, half and half. But the ones that were held down strict, they were just wild. And so this young lady, she always went, she wanted to go to a party that was around the corner. And there were people who were her age and our age and some a little older, but it was a family thing and it was inside. And the mother was like, no, no, you can't go. You got to get up early. You got to go to Sunday school. And I mean, you know, you, you, you and your parents' house, you have to listen to what they say. But as a parent, why don't you say, hey, let one of the brothers go? Because one of the brothers were there, the older brothers. So they weren't going to let not, nothing happen bad to the daughter. So she should, should have said, listen, go, but don't stay out till 3 and 4 in the morning because they party late. There were no guns involved, no drugs involved in that family. Go there with your peers and give them a little leeway because they're going to find themselves climbing out of windows and they're going to come back and tell you they're pregnant. So it don't work for the good anyway. Right? So she slipped out. Right? And the brother didn't go to the party. He went somewhere else, but he was much older. And so she was dancing. You know, she was practicing the moves and she wanted to show her moves on the dance floor. And she was throwing her hips. Now, she wasn't undulating in a lewd way, but you know, you're going to hump a little bit when you dance. Black people can't dance without humping. And you go to a white club and it's straight up like Gumby. But black folks, you're going to get there, you're going to spread What you going to do, act like you're skipping rope? you humping, <laughs> right? You're dancing, but there's some loins involved in there. And we can do that. That's how black people do. So, so people are, oh, girl, go ahead. Get it, girl, get it, girl. And it was innocent, I would say. She threw her back out. She threw her back out. She came back limping. She had a sciatic nerve damage slip disc like I had back in 1984. Right? It's, that's pain. And I know women who say, that pain? I'm not, uh, one woman told me that she said that pain is worse than, worse than childbirth. Now, maybe her childbirth was easier and the back pain was more. I can't say because I can't compare that. You know, even a person who calls himself trans, well, you want the trans of a, of a monthly period? You want the trans of labor pains? You want the trans of carrying a child? Don't try to get the surface without the other. But you can't even say you're a woman. A real woman knows that. So that was one woman who told me. But I'm like, yo, I know that pain was bad. So he walked, leaned over for years, even to the point where the pain was so bad, she would lean on one foot more. So one leg started to get smaller. One, I'm not just being funny. One butt cheek started to get smaller than the other because the mother did not want to take her to a chiropractor to mechanically get it adjusted, and it would have been all right. It slipped out. You can manipulate it and slip in. And just a word personally that I know from my own experience, because I went to a lot of chiropractors who were quacks back when I caught that injury. I was squatting a huge amount of weight. And um, long story short, there was a lot of weight that I was squatting, and my back went out then. And don't go to a chiropractor that's going to, oh, just, just rub a little cream here and, and, and have a person do a little massage therapy. No. If you have pain, you can get rid of it almost immediately if you go to a, a good sports chiropractor, a sports chiropractor, not the quack chiropractor who's in it just so that accident victims who have light accidents come to him to put up big paperwork so when it's time for the settlement, you visited him 
56 times. So he's got to get paid and you got to get paid. Not to go too much on a tangent. This is stuff I know. I drove a dollar van in New York City for many years. I drove a Lincoln uh, town car for a short period of time back in 98. But in the streets hustling, you got guys that plan accidents. There ain't nothing wrong with them. And you got the chiropractor and the lawyer who will set up the visits, the consultation. And the more you do is the more you get. So don't go down that road and go to one of those chiropractors because they're never going to heal you. They go into that business specifically to be a crook. Deal with a sports chiropractor who has a history of dealing with a sports team, certain athletes, and even if you pay a little more, you'll have less pain and you'll walk out of there. I went for a few months. I couldn't even walk straight, straight up. I had a girlfriend at the time. At the time, I know she loved me. At the time, she loved me because every time I went to the restroom to do a number two, I couldn't even turn around and wipe. Every time I was, she, she took care of me. Too much information, that's reality, y'all. But after a while, I didn't think she really loved me. <laughs> but anyway, that may not be love, right? But anyway, make sure to go to a, a sports chiropractor. But they will take x-rays and see what the problem is and start to do some heart adjustments. And, um, go, you know, go on YouTube. You have a lot now where you can see how people get cracked up and stuff like that. That is real. People say the rest of the medical industry, oh, no, that's not real. They're, they're not real doctors. Well, they're not telling you to shoot something inside your body. The so-called real doctors are telling you to put poison in your body. How's that going to help anything? If you have a mechanical problem, you have to have a mechanical solution, right? You don't go to uh, uh, take your car to the church and have your car prayed over. Well, looks like something going on with the engine. Let's go on down to the pastor, and maybe he can lay hands on the hood of the car, and the car's going to be all right. Let's save the Lord. Ain't nothing going to happen then. You bring it down to a mechanic that can see what is up with the thing, either when they put it up on the diagnostic uh, machinery to tell you that, hey, this is what it is, right? So otherwise... Huh, let me be done with that. I may have to go soon. Man, I'm flowing. I can really talk for the next two or three hours. And um, I'm not going to end it right now, but I want to go see this work that's being done. Um, I'm going to come back with this. And tomorrow might be a part two or maybe even later. No, you know what? Let's do a part two later. Later on, I'm going to use the same band. I'm going to slap a big two on the front of it. Promise. We have Neil Frazier coming on tonight. And because of the daylight savings time, I'm, I'm having a brain fart because he usually does the show 12 noon for him, which is in Oakland, California. And we know, you know, the East Coast is three hours behind. But coming over here, West Africa is four hours. But the time doesn't change. So I'm like, I'm waiting for an answer of him. Like, okay, what time is it going on? I may have the time for that show set wrong because now, like I said, we stay over here in West Africa. There is no daylight savings time. It stays the same. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. You ain't got to be all thrown off and your, your biorhythm's thrown off and whatever. I don't know what that's all about anyway. But we're going to have that show tonight. And for me, it will be 7, and it used to be 3 on East Coast time and 12 for him. So at the last minute, if the time is off, and I got to adjust it and confirm it because I set the links up and put everything up already. I just have to adjust the time. I'll make it right. So he's going to come on in. And um, what is he talking about? Let me see. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see. It's going to be a good one. As always with Brother Neil, it's going to be a good one. Okay, celebrating European holidays, plantation theology, and the worship idols. Whoa. <laughs> We're going to have everything working for that, but I'll come back later on tonight. That'll be my tonight show, um, the same topic, because there's things that I want to talk about. I haven't even, even touched trash culture yet. 
But I'm going to go in and I'm going to somehow just pin these together. And on this one, I'll probably drop in the, uh, whatchamacallit, in the bottom, in the description area where you can go easily. But I'll still broadcast it out. It'll be in the community section on this uh, uh, YouTube channel if they, if they don't take it down. <laughs> you know, the Rainbow Boys might come after me. He's a straight black man who's not drinking liquor and he's, he's focused on what he's doing. We can't have that. You know, if I was sashaying a different way, I'd be a, I'd be a millionaire, multimillionaire. You know what I mean? But me, you know, hey, I got out. They don't like that. They don't like the inspiration. But I ain't rich. I ain't, I'm not coming out here begging no money. You know what I mean? It's not begging either. You know, these, all these wayward people on YouTube, you see them like, wait a second. You, you, and you gotta really wonder sometime. And it, it it does bother you sometimes, you know, because trash culture is more popular and gets more support than somebody who's expressing themselves. And really, I do more off, offline. When folks call me, we talk it. I'm doing something else. I say, yeah, you can, you know, call me. I'm like, God, dog, we screwed up. But, yeah, what is the percentage of toxic black people out of 100%? Now, we can't really interview everybody and get to know everybody. Is it 3%? Is it 15%, 85%, 98%? And like I said, even a little toxicity means that you are toxic. Well, they're nice, but it's a little bit, so push them through. No, when you push them through and they get around everybody else who's cool and good and not toxic, they're going to bring that way where they tank things up. Yeah. They say one one bad apple doesn't spoil the whole bunch. Well, you better get it away from the whole bunch because after a while, it's going to spoil the whole bunch. Same thing with potatoes. You get it around there, it's just a matter of time because the influence on our subconscious minds. But this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, um, I'm going to, um, sign off on this. I don't want to, but I got some things going on here that I have to look over. And I put a little, it's a couple minutes less than an hour. It'll, it'll be an hour. But I, I'm very interested in this topic and I will come back later on, no matter how tired I feel. When that time comes afterward, maybe it might be an hour I take a break after we do meals because I have to run it and do certain things behind it. So I'll probably get something to eat and come on back. I do want to go outside and just finish raining real bad. So maybe I have a little chance to get and do that before we have that other show. Because I want really and truly, I'm doing two shows a day, pretty much an upload or like if Neil comes on and I do one, boom, that's two for the channel. Right? If nobody else comes on, boom, boom, I'm going to do two. In a way... I'm going to do more than two soon, right? And it may not be where I'm sitting at home all the time, but I'm trying to get it where I can be outside and do my lives and do my shorts and do things effortlessly where it doesn't dominate my day. I can still live a normal, balanced life. I'm still doing this stuff, living a normal, balanced life. Not like I get up early in the morning and I'm going to out to YouTube, all the YouTubers out there. I'm going to race with no one. What I do comes from within. And there's other things that I want to do that will fall into place with this, but I have to make sure to place myself right. And what do I mean by that? Let me tell you something. When you're sitting by a particular table or a desk all day, whether you're on a job or whatever, it can get to you. So what do I do? Well, creatively, I'm not going to sit by the same desk, do a live show when I'm here now doing it, but then turn around and edit certain things and turn around and do graphics and turn around and write. and turn, I'll burn out. To me, and this is a creative tip for people who do multiple Things they multitask on a creative level. Do it. It can be the same thing, but move to a different area. But when you do your editing, take your laptop and go to a different part of the house or a different part of the apartment, or go somewhere public and do it, and then come home and do it. Because when you stay in one spot, 
mentally, it, it does something to you. It makes you crazy. <laughs> not crazy, but you're not as effective. So what makes me extra effective is that after this, if I had to do something, I'll take it to a different part of the house. You see what I mean? Even if you just have another little table, bring it to the table, or you work here, work there, it helps you out a whole lot. Look out a different window. You know what I mean? Like be somewhere else where you live. Even if it's like a small place, it don't matter. Turn around and face the other wall. <laughs> Move the table, whatever you have to do. You know what I mean? So um, <laughs> what's somebody say? I spotted the ABC crew. <laughs> what's up, Daxter? There's a lot of people that I missed. Um, there's a lot of people that are here, so it wouldn't make any sense. Just go down every list, every name. I know you all are here. I see you all. I love you all. I love you all. I love the fact that you all come here. And I'm always give you the real. I'm gonna be more real and more real and more real. I'm 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 coming out the closet. I'm a flaming heterosexual, and I'm gonna be as real as possible. I don't care who don't like it. He's too straight. He he's not. What's the word? What's the word they use? Um, not acceptance. Um, oh God, what's the word they use? There's a word they use that you're supposed to embrace them with whatever they do. I embrace you, but what you do shouldn't be out there. Oh, tolerance. Is that really a good word? Tolerance? So I got to tolerate this? Just because your dog comes in front of my house and drops a big fat brown dookie and it's blowing on my window? Oh, tolerance. No, oh, no tolerance. Take that shit somewhere else. Don't doodle in front of my house. There's certain things I don't want to see. I don't want my kids to see. They're grown now, so I mean, they make up their mind, but, you know, thank, thank the creator. You know, they're on the right path, <laughs> okay? But I'm just tolerance. You're encroaching on my freedom of me wanting to live the way I want to live. So we had this other decadent stuff, and they get more props. Just like the, 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 the migrants that come to America, like Miss Baby Powder was saying last night, they come, they get cell phone, they get apartment, they get the food stamps, they get this, they get their little wick, they get a little job, they get this, this and that. Wait a second here. Hold on. Hold on. Hello? Hello? Yeah, Hello? Okay, give me give me ninety seconds. Two two minutes, I'll be down. Okay, thank you, thank you. Got me dropping stuff and whatnot. Just come up the steps and tell me what you got to tell me. Okay, you finished. That means it's time to pay. Better be right. Anyway, I can leave things like this. Listen, y'all, it's perfect timing. I'm gonna have a um, little outro and everything, and I'm just gonna leave right now. Thank you, thank you all so much for being here, and um, I will talk to you. Neil Frazier's show comes on, and when um, and after that we're gonna do part two of this. I'm probably gonna be even more fiery, to be honest with you. But anyway, much love to you all. Take care. I will see you then. Landscape out. Peace.